same place, same time next week. Stay classy. RT8K News. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. A leading medic says public hospital doctors are demoralised as bureaucracy keeps them away from patients. The financial secretary says private sector creativity is key to a plan to overhaul the harbour front. And in New Zealand, the Prime Minister warns it will take days to identify the victims of the Christchurch mosques shootings. Veteran gastroenterologist and academic Joseph Sung says public hospital doctors have been left demoralised and frustrated by having to deal with a huge amount of clerical work. Speaking on a radio programme, the former Chinese university vice-chancellor said bureaucracy was getting in the way of dealing with patients. Even on the day-to-day hospital activities, doctors have to spend a lot of time working out a computer, coding a lot of forms to fill in when you carry out a procedure. There is a lot of clerical work before we can actually work with the patient. This kind of uh, non-patient-related activities uh, make doctors feel that they are not really doing a medical job. And that's why I say uh, uh, this is demoralizing. Because I, I think if we can be allowed to have, spend more time with our patients, really taking care of them or even just talk to them, then the re- relationship uh, between doctors and patients would be much improved. Meanwhile, the Democratic Party is urging the government to let doctors from across the Commonwealth practice in Hong Kong without taking further exams, as happened before the 1997 handover. It cited a survey last month in which 54% of the 960 people it spoke to supported such a change to ease a manpower shortage in public hospitals. Democratic Party lawmaker Helena Wong says this would not affect the quality of care. I believe that in Hong Kong, we can have enough experts and academics to help us develop the listing, to uphold the standard. So for those having comparable standards with local trained doctors or having even better training, then those trained in Hong Kong medical schools should be able to absorb and recruit it into our public hospital services. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says the government needs to tap the creativity of the private sector to make the most of a $6 billion investment in developing the harbour front. In his budget last month, Mr Chan announced the government would fund nine major projects to extend promenades and provide more public open space. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Chan defended the administration's plan to work with business on the project. For one or two signature projects in Wan Chai North, we are considering organizing a design competition. The point is, we are looking for innovative designs built around engaging themes, from water-centered to smart green and more. Some of the harbour fund enhancement projects may be realized through public-private partnerships, local or global. We encourage both. The key is to maximize the creativity and expertise in project development and management. The Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, has said it will be several days before the bodies of all those killed in the Christchurch mosque shootings are returned to their families. She told a news conference it was a slow process and should be finished by Wednesday. Ms Arden said extra police would be on duty in the city as people return to work and schools tomorrow and there will be a police presence at mosques during opening hours. She said a provisional list of victims had been released to families. And amongst all of the ongoing issues, the operation to bring to justice the person involved, 
to right through to securing the safety of our communities. And amongst all of that lies a list of people who were potentially the victims of this terrorist attack. They were loved ones and they were New Zealanders. It's emerged that one of the victims of the mass shooting was a man who rushed towards the attacker in an attempt to take him down. 50-year-old Naeem Rashid from Pakistan was killed at the Al-Nur Mosque along with his son. Mustafa Farouk is the president of the Federation of Islamic Associations of New Zealand and he knew several of those who died. The individuals that lost their lives in that mosque, these are people who are very active in the community. We have people from the Middle East, from the Indian subcontinent, from Africa, from the Pacific. So you know, it cut across our whole community. We are you know, a big community with anywhere up to 70 to 80 different nationalities. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. A huge protest has taken place in the Spanish capital Madrid by supporters of Catalan independence. They marched through the city's streets under the slogan, Self-Determination is not a crime. The BBC's Guy Hedgeco reports. Tens of thousands of Catalans travelled to Madrid. Their main demand is that Spain let them hold a binding referendum on independence. The demonstration was organised by two grassroots associations whose former leaders are among those accused of violent rebellion in a trial which began last month in the Supreme Court. The Catalan territorial issue is dominating Spanish politics and recently caused the collapse of the socialist government, triggering a general election next month. The French President Emmanuel Macron has cut short a skiing holiday to hold an emergency meeting in Paris after Yellow Vest protesters ransacked stores and set fire to a bank in the heart of the city. The Interior Minister Christophe Castanier said a core of 1,500 protesters had been looking for trouble. We can clearly see that there are very violent people there, but they're also responding to the battle cries of certain Yellow Vest leaders. We have no rallying words today other than to see this movement endure through violence. The movement no longer exists in daily life. There are less than 200 people protesting in France every day. About 10,000 people took part in the protest. Police said nearly 240 were arrested. The former Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, has given his strongest hint yet that he may run for president. Speaking at a Democratic fundraiser in Delaware, Mr Biden appeared to slip up. I know I get criticized. I'm told I get criticized by the new left. I have the most progressive record of anybody running for the United... Anybody who would run... I didn't mean... Mr Biden also launched a blistering critique of Donald Trump, saying dictators around the world had co-opted his rhetoric. Widely considered a centrist, Mr Biden has been seeking to counter criticism of his record from left-wing Democrats. US police investigating the murder of Francesco Calli, the reputed boss of the Gambino Mafia family in New York, have made an arrest. 24-year-old Anthony Comello was detained in New Jersey. Detectives say their investigations are continuing, but they expect Mr Comello to face murder charges. Mr Kelly, known as Frankie Boy, was gunned down outside his house on Staten Island on Wednesday. It's the first targeted killing of a New York mobster since 1985. To sport now and in football, the two Manchester teams had mixed fortunes in the English FA Cup. Wolves have reached the semi-finals for the first time in 21 years, thanks to a 2-1 win over Manchester United at Molyneux. 
Manchester City had better luck in their sixth round tie against Swansea. City kept their quadruple bid alive with a dramatic comeback against Swansea. Bernardo Silva, who got Manchester City back into it, crosses in. Aguero with the header! Wonderful goal! City were down 2-0 at the half before rallying after the break. That late winner by Sergio Aguero completed the fight back and Pep Guardiola's side prevailed 3-2. When you are in all competitions and fighting for that, so the people cannot expect we fight 0 for 0 that is reality. I was lucky in my career as a manager, won sometimes a lot of titles one season, and these kind of games I live many, many times. And I said to the player, that is going to happen until the end of the season. Elsewhere, second-half substitute Andre Gray was the hero for Watford. He scored the winning goal in a 2-1 win over Crystal Palace, making manager Javi Garcia a happy man. Yeah, it's the moment to enjoy it, but, uh, you know, we are ambitious and we have to achieve the, the final in this moment. Now is our target, achieve the final and, of course, uh, enjoy the semi-final in, in Wembley as well. In the last sixth-round battle, uh, Millwall hosts Brighton later on today. Wales are celebrating their Six Nations rugby title. They beat Ireland 25-7 to stay unbeaten in the tournament. And Warren Gatland has become the first coach in five or Six Nations history to win three Grand Slams. For me, it's about giving those players and the side the belief and the confidence of the, of the coach says they We win the first game, we've got a great chance of winning it. Well, if that has a one percentage of a creates that belief in them, then, you know, maybe something like this can happen. England finished second in this year's Six Nations. They tied Scotland 38-all in their final match. To end the news, the top stories once again. A leading medic says public hospital doctors are demoralised as bureaucracy keeps them away from patients. The financial secretary says private sector creativity is key to a plan to overhaul the harbour front. And in New Zealand, the Prime Minister warns it will take days to identify the victims of the Christchurch mosque shootings. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Only the hunter is hunter in this tin can town, tin can town.